0: Welcome to the Sam Dean Podcast, where we talk about life, uncensored. Today on the show, we have my friend April Scott. She's a Canton girl, a fantastic chef, and a very, very cool interview, teaching me how to cook. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, she works at the Kick and Mule in Canton. And just so happens that's the number one rated chicken fried steak by yours truly. So we're going to learn about it. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Hey, hey! Uh, I'm here with April Scott. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How about you?
0: Good. Um, so I um, I've lived here all my life. I mean, I was in the army for ten years or whatever. But you were a little older than me. You're,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you were said you were born in nineteen
1: eighty-two.
0: Eighty-two. So I was born in eighty-three. So you're, well, you're this a year? Year older.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're forty-one then, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm forty. Um, well, welcome. Thanks for doing this.
1: You're very welcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, reason I got you here is, you know, I knew you a little bit. I knew your sister growing up a little. I was in a band with your sister, I think, Annika. Mm -hmm. But recently I've come to find out that the Kickin' Mule has the best chicken fried steak around. I mean, and I'm not saying that just to be nice to you. Like, I... I uh, I love it, and I've had it several times lately. And then I found out that you were kind of the one behind it, right? That you're you're a mm-hmm. chef there, and you're working. And I'm really interested in how certain people do certain things. And I have a way that I cook chicken fried steak that I think is really good. Right, right. But there's there's all these different um, methods of cooking it out there, and you know, chicken fried steak is a very Texas thing.
1: They were, they were East Texas thing at that, yeah. like it is the most popular thing that everybody wants to have on their plate every time they come in. So, yeah.
0: Where, where did you first have it, and where who, who first made it for you?
1: My grandmother. hmm She made it. I learned a long time ago about watching her cook and how she did things. That's why I want to become a chef. Her that- and my big mama.
0: How, how old were you when you were, when you were getting, she was feeding you and stuff like four, four,
1: I started in the kitchen at four with shelling and peas and, I li- then, and then we yeah. went from there.
0: I like to ans- uh, ask people this question. What's your earliest memory as a human? Like being, you know, you said you were four and you're shelling peas, but do you remember anything prior to that as a baby? No, so you're you're early. i really yeah,
1: really, uh, we baked a lot, so yeah. there was like the tea cakes she teach you how to make tea cakes, but my early thing is we always started with shelling peas, this what yeah. every kid did, or plucking um greens and stuff, breaking the snapping them peas, and just like different things what yeah.
0: are what are tea cakes
1: tea cakes are like uh sugar cookies, but they're not as sweet as sugar cookies.
0: And how do you make those?
1: Like making shortbread cookies. Uh, just like uh, this flour, butter, a uh-huh. little sugar, baking bacon powder. And you just roll them out and cut them out.
0: And uh, is there a tea in there at all? Mm-mm. In the tea cakes? Mm-mm. No.
1: They used to eat them with. You, they used to eat the cookies with. They drunk tea. Well, so. so,
0: like, when then someone says tea and crumpets or something, mm-hmm. that. I don't know. I'm not a big tea guy. <laughs> I don't. I drink unsweet tea. I guess at lunchtime usually. But, um. All right. So you're shelling peas at four years old. Yep. I guess I've done that once probably. <laughs> um, and you're talking about like purple whole peas. Purple whole peas, yeah. black
1: eyed peas. Uh, we used to snap uh green peas, green mm. beans. It's just they had a huge garden. So, that's what we did.
0: Where was the garden at? Um,
1: Right beside her house in the middle of the field. Yeah. That's where she had her garden.
0: So, you'd go pluck it and then come in. Oh, yeah. Do all the prep work and she would start cooking.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: My grandmother made chicken fried steak as well. And I've never done it like this, but she used cast iron skillet and she fried it on the stove. Mm-hmm. And she had a gas stove, which I think made everything taste better.
1: Mm-hmm. My grandma had her deep cast iron. She called it her chicken pot because she fried her chicken fried steak and all her chicken in that. Yeah. It's like kind of like a as deep as a Dutch oven is, mm-hmm. but with this cast iron.
0: Yeah, so that's like, that's like four inches deep probably. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that... <laughs> I don't I find myself not cooking in cast iron at all these days. Cause at the house we have an, an like a electric
1: mm-hmm.
0: stove, so we don't even have any cast iron now. But and you have to keep cast iron from rusting when you, yes, you, know, you keep it seasoned. Really keep it seasoned and oiled.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Well take me through take me through how let me th- I want to tell you how I make chicken fried steak okay. and then, then I want you to tell me like your secrets of
1: not my seekers, but right. you don't, uh, and you my, don't, and all my techniques. You
0: you tell me your technique. Tell me <laughs> you can talk, tell me whatever you want. Uh you can share as much as you want or as little as you want. It's fine. But um so I either get uh I buy round steak or or uh, flank steak for for the the cut of meat. Mm-hmm. Also I've done a ribeye before for the steak part. And then I take a hammer, uh with those spikes on it. forgot. A, a meat mallet. Meat mallet. And I beat it all down, mm-hmm. get it all flat. And um, in my best chicken fried steak, instead of egg yolk, I use buttermilk. Mm-hmm. And I soaked it in that. And then I put it in the flour. And in the flour, I have my uh, salt and pepper mixed in. Mm-hmm. And I batter it really good, both sides. And then I drop it in a deep fryer. I have like a... Um, countertop deep fryer with a little basket. Okay. And I put it in that, but I use peanut oil in that. I don't use vegetable oil. And I, I put it in that until it floats to the top, and then I, I flip it on its other side until it floats up, and then it's it's usually pretty good. And it's that. done, yeah. And then um, that's the same method I use for my spicy chicken sandwiches, but instead of uh uh, at some point with the buttermilk, I'm sorry. I soak it. I soak it in Louisiana hot sauce, the chicken, and I beat the chicken out too, just like I did with the steak. And I do Louisiana hot sauce with the buttermilk and with the flour too. And I do the same method for my spicy chicken sandwiches. I don't know how to make a good gravy. Ashley, my wife, makes gravy, um, but that's that's my chicken fried steak recipe. I wish I asked my grandmother about hers and what what she did exactly, but I, she passed away, and I never I never. Uh, Got to pick her brain about it, but so that's how my chicken fried steak is.
1: Well, it's the same concept. I do the same thing, uh-huh. but you,
0: what meat? What kind of meat do you? I eat? use
1: cutlets or so inside round.
0: Inside round.
1: hmm Beat it out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Flour it. Buttermilk. Flour it.
0: You do buttermilk. You don't use egg yolk. Mm-hmm. Buttermilk's the key. Why is buttermilk better than the egg yolk?
1: Because it's the same consistency. If you if you do milk in Egg, you get like the same consistency of a buttermilk. Yeah. So why not just take take the egg out and just use buttermilk?
0: Yeah. And um, do you use a what kind of fryer? Do you use a deep fryer mm-hmm. at the we restaurant? use a deep fryer, yeah.
1: and it's a it's a mixed oil like it's canola and soybean oil mixture. Mm-hmm. But at home, I just use straight vegetable. Oil.
0: How do you know when that chicken fried steak is done? Like, how do you, how do you, when do you pull it?
1: I have a timing method in my head.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what What is that? I mean. Like,
1: you know how you count? Yeah. And you just like, are you humming? My grandma used to sing. Uh-huh. That she was singing. She would flip and cook food. With me, I'm counting in my head how long it's going to take for that to cook. What, so,
0: what would your grandma sing?
1: Gospel music.
0: Do you remember any of them?
1: I'm not going to sing those for you. (laughs) Don't even ask me to do it. Just give us some of them. That's
0: some of those things you remember, though, as a kid. I'm not singing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. But she
1: always hum. But with me, I count. Because in my mind, it's like, well, it's going to take three minutes for this. So while that's doing, I can move over to do something else. I can come back and I can flip it. Mm -hmm. Then go back and do what I'm doing. And by the time I finish the second thing, it's done. Yeah. So it's like it says timing. It doesn't you know I mean? take
0: long for something to fry. No. Nope. And, and uh,
1: especially when your grease is hot, but.
0: And your your grease has to be what 350. It has to be certain, 350 certain temperature. Mm-hmm. Obviously, on the tabletop fryer, it, it you just click a button to go to 350 or whatever. But when you have a cast iron skillet. Isn't there a method where you drop some?
1: You drop flour, flour in it. Flour,
0: and what does it do?
1: If it's hot enough, it will start cooking. If it's not, it will just sink down to the bottom.
0: Okay, so that's how you know the grease is hot that's enough. How you know the grease is hot enough?
1: Yeah. Same way when you fry fish, you throw the cornmeal in and see how hot the grease is. If it sinks, it's not ready. Yeah. So, the different methods, little home methods. Uh, I learned. I learned a lot at home, and then I went off to school. And when I went to school, it gave me the techniques and names of everything that they taught me at home.
0: Where where did you do you go to school for cooking? Mm-hmm. Where did uh, you, you uh, do
1: that? The Art Institute of Houston. What's it called? The Art Institute of Houston. Houston. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. What kind of stuff do they teach you there? Oh man. <laughs> they teach you how to it, cook. How to cook eggs, right? At a at a, I heard at culinary school, mm-hmm. they teach you how to prepare eggs properly. You know, like over easy, over medium. Mm-hmm. And if you can cook eggs well, because it's tough to get eggs right. You mm-hmm. know, for for a, a a beginner chef. Right. Is that accurate or no? Did they not do that? No. Okay, not accurate.
1: Not accurate. Well, I can't say. And uh, during my labs, that's not what they taught us. Mm-hmm. You no, know, the first thing you learn is your knife skills. And then that's how to sharpen a knife. What knife to use for what meats and stuff, and how to properly cut and slice and dice. Mm-hmm. Cause you just can't go on and start whacking off like right. I like I did. And he was like, No, that's incorrect. Yeah, there's a certain technique to it. And then once you learn the bases, then they take you in and you learn the baking bases. Why your cornmeal and your flour, and then you use like baking powder, soda some places don't even use it they have like starters mm-hmm. like in oh especially in um France they have starters with everything so you don't use like a yeast it's like a flour and bacon powder mixture to mm-hmm. start your bread and stuff with so that was kind of interesting there
0: when you're talking about slice and dice with your your knife skills mm-hmm. uh I was a firefighter at one time and these firemen taught me how to how to cook how to use a knife on like a tomato for instance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where, whereas before they taught me I would just cut it into strips, right? Slice it. But, you know, they taught me to, you know, cut it in half, put it face down, then cut it long ways. I guess to dice it, you cut it long ways, then mm-hmm. you cut it this way and then it just turns into these all these and pieces. little dices. Yes. And so that that is a good skill, that all that knife work. Um mm-hmm. Which I'm rusty on it for sure. <laughs> so, going back to chicken and fried steak. steak. Sorry.
1: Well, yes.
0: N- and we're gonna jump back and forth. We talk about whatever you want to talk about. But what do you make? What's your favorite side? Obviously, mashed potatoes is your favorite side with chicken fried steak. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? Or? It is. Yeah. Um, my son calls them smashed potatoes. <laughs> smashed potatoes. But what? Uh, so, what's your what's your potato technique?
1: Hot butter and milk. And you just mash it and whip it.
0: So peel the potatoes.
1: Peel the potatoes. Put them in.
0: Boil them in water. uh, Mm -hmm. And then once they're... How do you know to put the... How do you know that they're ready for the the butter and the smashing?
1: I take a knife. And I pick pick it up. If the knife goes all the way through, Mm -hmm. then it's ready. But I also take it out and touch it too because... If you can touch it and it fall apart, then it's really ready. Yeah. So that's my big me- method there. Then I drain it.
0: So you drain it when they're ready. Mm-hmm. You add a bunch of butter.
1: Bunch of milk. Bunch of milk. The salt and pepper, and call it a day. And that's it. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Sounds a lot easier than it, <laughs> I was thinking. You know.
1: It's not as complicated. Cooking is a really it's a real easy thing if you don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. and a lot of people tend to overthink it
0: And the best way to learn is just doing it
1: hmm yep
0: what other sides of, what other sides go well
1: besides the green beans and corn
0: green beans and corn hmm so uh, I like the
1: candy yams
0: yeah what about those I love those what are with candy yams? Are you talking about with marshmallows on top? No, or? that's a
1: casserole. <laughs> candy <laughs> You got to teach me. I don't know
0: anything. Okay, so
1: candy yeah. yams are just, you cut them. They uh sweet potatoes. You cut up like you do your mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. You drain them, but you don't let them cook all the way tender, you know, because you want to add your sugar. You want to add your cinnamon, your butter to it, just like having glazed carrots, except mm-hmm. it's with potatoes instead
0: and it does it have the same consistency as a mashed potato or is it Mm-mm. is it's more like a carrot kind of like a carrot mm-hmm. ca- uh, but softer yes okay i never knew the difference between yams and sweet potatoes i mean it's pretty much the same thing right or is it is there there is a difference there is a difference there's a
1: difference. There's really difference is uh different regions mm-hmm. have different potatoes and they call yams so the the sweet potatoes that we have here that we call sweet potatoes are actually not would consider a yam or a sweet potato, they're considered just a potato. Mm-hmm. But if you go up north, uh, let's say Washington, you go to Washington, they have the yams and they're like a golden color. Okay. So if you go to North Carolina, they would have the sweet potatoes and they're a mixture of the gold and the orange that we have. When I was in Hawaii, the sweet potatoes were purple and blue. Wow. So it's just a, and I didn't know that. I was like, this is not a sweet potato. Where's my yellow, <laughs> orange sweet potatoes?
0: Did it taste the same?
1: Um, no, the blue ones are a little bit sweeter and the purple ones are a little bit bitter. Hmm. But the uh the yams in Washington, they just taste like a regular potato. They didn't have a the sweetness to it than what we get here.
0: I like sweet potato. I like to bake sweet potatoes in the mm-hmm. oven, just and then eat them when they're soft. Just and I don't really put anything else on them. Uh, just baked sweet potatoes. I, I roll it. I take the sweet potato and I wash it because they're always dirty. Uh, but I wash it and then I'll roll it. I will put it in that tin foil and I'll roll it with salt and pepper mm-hmm. and get it tight and then I put it in the oven. But it takes forever for them to bake, you know. And then they'll Whatever, that oil or whatever will drop out and mm-hmm. make your oven real dirty. But I'll put a pan underneath so it catches that uh, stuff that drops out of it. But that's my favorite side. If I'm eating steak or something, that's what I, f- what I eat One with a potato, steak. And, um, you know, they're healthy. If you don't put anything mm-hmm. on it, a sweet potato has a fiber in it. It's way healthier than a white potato. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite side dish is on chicken fried steak. So when I was a kid, my dad took me to Luby's Cafeteria. All the time. That's where my oh, favorite Luby's. favorite place to eat. There's not many left. I don't even know where there's one anymore. There used to be one in Tyler and one on Dallas on Thirty. But anyway, I always got macaroni and cheese and fried okra with my chicken fried steak. Those are my two as a Is kid. Two sides. Those are my favorite sides. Do okay. you have a macaroni and cheese technique
1: that's special? Yeah. Well, my coworkers would say yes.
0: Oh, at Kicking Mule. Mm-hmm. I, cook I don't them. think I've had the mac and cheese there.
1: Well, I don't make it there. I make it for I have like a dinner I do mm-hmm. for all the employees, mm-hmm. and they always request the the baked chicken and the macaroni and cheese, or the meatloaf I make for them. So that's what we do, have in the back. Yeah. So um, after first Monday, like this Sunday, we would have our big employee dinner in the back, and they want the meatloaf, macaroni and cheese, and fried cabbage. So I'll cook that for them. While <laughs> we well, cooking everything no. else, but they so, get the good stuff.
0: Sounds like a good place to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean I was Sunny Meal. I uh I don't I've never made chicken or uh, macaroni and cheese from scratch. I've always you, you know, used Belvita, you know, the mm-hmm. the shells or the blue box macaroni like George the likes Kraft. George likes the craft blue box, which I kind of like that as well, but uh, you know, Luby's always had, like, the big macaroni, and it and it was almost a white uh, mm-hmm. cheese. Um, Probably like the white cheddar. White cheddar cheese. Mm-hmm. What cheese do you like to use?
1: I will, if I make it from scratch, I use just plain old American cheese. American to, cheese? Mm-hmm. Let's top it up, because um, it's easy to melt, but... My daughter now, she has requested different things. So, we're trying different things. So, last time I made it for her, I did it with the shells with the uh smoked gouda and the uh, sharp cheddar cheese. And I made it like a yeah. cheese uh, fondue. And I just poured it in there. Wow. So
0: sounds fancy, macaroni and cheese. It was really fancy. <laughs> but she's seen it
1: in the cookbook. Mm-hmm. And we have this thing. Pick out what you want to try and I will make it. So she's seen in her Disney cookbook. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's let's go to the store and get it and try. It. So that's what we did.
0: Ashley, when Ashley and I got married, we got we got a Luby's cookbook. So we have a, <laughs> the Luby's cookbook. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, fried okra. I I never knew how good uh, just grilled okra was you know like the whole okra you put it on the grill Mm -hmm. and uh olive oil and salt and pepper on it so my my ideal dinner that's you know other than uh chicken fried steak would be um some type of grilled steak with a sweet potato and then grilled okra okay but if i'm you know so i did uh, yeah just olive oil and salt and pepper and roll it on the and that and that's healthy but we're talking on it when we talk chicken fried steak i love the fried okra I the which, fried. which is i guess essentially you you chop the the okra into you know three or four pieces and mm-hmm. then you you batter it and fry it mm-hmm. probably the same method as you would fry the chicken fried steak using the same
1: the, setup. the buttermilk and yeah. set up um so if use cornmeal have you tried out how you tried our fried okra yet
0: I don't know if I got fried okra. Last time I, so the other day when you saw me in there with Jason, I got a, uh, I got the big chicken fried steak, so I'm not going pl- <laughs> to, I'm not going to get the little one. <laughs> I got the big chicken fried steak and I ate all of it, and then I got the mashed potatoes and I got a salad, a side salad, instead of the, I guess I should have got the fried okra. Is it good? Is there cornmeal on that mm-hmm. okra? What's the cornmeal do? Just make it crispier? hmm
1: Mm-hmm. Flour, when I tried it with the flour, it kind of made it kind of like soggy. So I was like, mm, let's do the cornmeal instead. And it gave it the right crisp.
0: So you uh, do buttermilk and then you do cornmeal mm-hmm. and then you fry it. Mm-hmm. You don't put flour on it. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah, you can get soggy with fried okra quick. Yes. You know, I've done that.
1: Do you eat okra and tomatoes?
0: No, what's that?
1: So you take you take okra and you slice it up. You take some tomatoes and you dice it up and you saute it in a pan with some olive oil and onions and garlic and let it cook till it thickens. Mm -hmm. You can throw in some tomato paste in it or
0: and it's is it like a little vinegar? Is it like
1: um? It's probably like okra gumbo. A lot of people call it okra gumbo. Yeah. But we call it okra and tomatoes because it's not as thick as a gumbo for us.
0: Is it almost like, uh, what's the stuff that makes the Mexican, uh, what's the, you know, like it's like onions and tomatoes and jalapenos diced up. They put it, just top it on stuff. Oh, a pico? Pico de gallo. Is it like that or is it? No. It's completely different. Completely different. And it's, all right, tell me this again. Okra <laughs> and tomatoes, it's, it's chop up okra
1: chop up okra
0: and you dice tomatoes Dice tomatoes. put them together in a skillet
1: mm-hmm.
0: what, do you, what else do we go in you're going to uh,
1: sauté it all together with onions and garlic salt and pepper and just mm-hmm. let it cook in it's own juices you can throw in the vinegar because the vinegar keeps the okra from getting really slimy so throw in like a tablespoon of vinegar throw in a little bit of tomato paste to give it like a little juice and just let it cook simmer for like 20-35 minutes in the skillet and, and then
0: what are you are you what are you putting on it or are you just eating you it just like eat it like that it's just a side okay okra and tomatoes never had it never even seen it really yeah
1: well whenever i make some I, i'll i let you know <laughs> okay. i see i send you text like hey i got okra and tomatoes
0: yeah. yeah well we'll do it tell me a little about yourself so you're four years old you said your grandma my grandma but who you mentioned Big Mama? Who's that?
1: Big Mama is my dad's older sister. She was a she was the lady that was in our life because uh, his mom had passed away, mm-hmm. and so um, with her we learned how to do jams and candied stuff. So she had this huge garden outside her back of her house. She had like a little apple orchard on the other side of the house, and we had like plums and grapes that grew wild. At our house, so she would teach us how to can the food, pick it, clean it, can it. I got canning from her, and then I got cooking from my grandmother
0: so when you can mm-hmm. when you can the food or make a jam, mm-hmm. I guess you would put that in a jar, yeah, but you would save this for for eating it later, or would you sell it or what, what would save it want? for
1: eating later in the, so in the summertime, we would do all the canning for the winter time mm-hmm. And she she said, this is something that y'all need to learn how to do just in case you ever go to not have any food. Yeah. So she just gave us a whole different technique and things to do. Uh,
0: what kind of cans were they?
1: They were in jars, like those little yeah. mason jars.
0: Okay. And when they say canning, they're not necessarily in a can. It's, it's, a, it's jars. It's jars. And you, and you stored it in the house somewhere for, for wintertime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've heard of this, you know, I've never done this, but I've heard I've heard of this for people with farms and and you know, gardens and whatnot.
1: Well, back in the I want to say 30s, they used aluminum cans mm-hmm. to do this process with but it was making people sick because of the bacteria from the food. So they went to jars. Yeah. So that's where the, yeah, can the glass of probably from. came around mm-hmm. at
0: that point and they were like, well, glass is superior to yeah. the the metal. I'm sure the metal over time rusts mm-hmm. and stuff. All right. Yeah. So, tell me about your childhood here.
1: <laughs> um, I had a pre- I had a pretty good childhood. Yeah. You no. Know? Rip and run around, canting not and win. Mm-hmm. Just growing up, just I don't know. I can't say it was bad. If it was bad, I never noticed anything about it because I'm always been that person that's. Try to be friendly to everyone and mm-hmm. and just, I like meeting new people. Yeah. So, I can't really say I had a, a bad childhood here, but. It's
0: probably it, different being, being, black, being black in Canton as far as different than what, you know, what I went through probably. Yeah.
1: Probably, but, you know, I didn't notice a lot of it. It didn't like, when I said I didn't notice, I just didn't notice. I didn't pay attention to it. If you didn't want to play me, fine. If you had a problem with me, fine. Then I'll just move on somewhere else. Um, We just went to school. Going to school here was hard. I felt like that um, we got the last of everything. Like if we needed extra help or something, it was put on back burner for like two or three days. Mm -hmm. And we struggled. But then once we got through with struggling education, they wanted us to be. In sports and stuff, say, so "Well, just push us through." But I had a parent that was that spoke up on a lot of things. My mom was just like, "No, mm-hmm. she's having problem reading. She's having problem with her English. We're gonna teach her. We're not gonna pass her through." A lot of parents didn't do that. Yeah. So, but but that's what a lot of us though, not just blacks, but some of the white kids had issues too. Mm-hmm. So I just think. Now that we're at a, in a better situation education wise that we have teachers out there who really want to teach and not just past history.
0: Were there any teachers that were your favorite growing up? Or any, <laughs> anybody you remember?
1: Uh, Miss Barry.
0: Oh, yeah, Miss Bar the the uh drama it, drama yeah, teacher.
1: Yes. Miss Barry, Coach Newby.
0: Oh yeah, Mike Newby. Uh, um
1: Miss Mitchell she was uh english, english. right
0: yeah. yes so miss Barry, uh i think that was the first time or probably not the first time but the time i remember i mean she make you get up in front of class and yes. and memorize recite poems and whatnot yes and that you're talking about sweaty you know <laughs> just sweating up there trying to re- <laughs> remember those poems she was oh. a phenomenal teacher yes is she still? I wonder if she's still. She's alive. still alive. She's still alive. Does she live in
1: Kenton? Mm-hmm.
0: Julie Barry was her name. Julie.
1: Oh. Uh, Judy. Sorry.
0: Judy. Judy. Um. No, Joan. Judy's her sister. <laughs> Joan Barry. Um. Thinking of somebody. Yeah. Joan.
1: Joan. No, Judy's her sister. Okay. But she's still here. I ran into her at Walmart about two months ago. Still, Miss Barry.
0: Small, Very small, but well, well-spoken.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, you got Mr. Tubes. Yes. Tubes was amazing and everything.
0: Were you Were you in the band, too? Mm-hmm. What did you play? Flute. Flute. Yeah. I didn't
1: stay any long, and he never let me forget that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who Lizzo is? Yes. You know she plays the flute? Mm-hmm. I always thought that was pretty funny. And then... I heard Andre 5000 or Andre 3000, whoever is in the Outkast. 3000. He's putting out a flute <laughs> a flute album or something. His <laughs> new album is him on the flute. Anyway, I love Mr. Toops, too. I was only in the band my freshman year too. I I quit. uh Nuh-uh. Yeah. I play the drums, but he was he was my teacher in junior high and then also that freshman year mm-hmm. and I'm friends with his son Mark and he was a phenomenal teacher.
1: Yes, it was.
0: Cajun too, you know, Louisiana. Where's your family? Are you are you f- come from any Cajuns or uh, where do you know like your lineage or where they came from? Like your grandparents and great grandparents or anything like that?
1: Um. Let me get it right before I said. My dad's family. Mhm. They travel from California, and they settle in Marshall and Longview. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's family—they came from Oklahoma, I think. But I do remember them also coming from Ireland to settle in the states. So somewhere far in between. Yeah. But um. I remember them coming and selling here in this not just in this area but down by uh Redland and yep. All down that way.
0: On the way to Tyler.
1: Mhm. And back. Um uh, so we're like ways apart. Mhm. You know. Um, most of my dad family lives down there in Marsha and my mom family is right here. Like uh, 'cause we're all the winds mm-hmm. family.
0: I um yeah, I don't know about I've never done a twenty, almost twenty three and Me's or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something about the knowing all my information, the government or something. I'm just scared very re- about reluctant it. Reluctant to do that, but we have my great aunt does a lot of the family tree stuff mm-hmm. and for our family, and it's I find that real interesting. Um, so after high school, what 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 did you start doing?
1: After high school, I went to college Art School mm-hmm. um, in Houston. I was there for three years went through and got my degree i was gonna come home and go to texas college here in tyler to get my sociology degree because mm-hmm. i wanted to do sociology as well but i did and i stayed with the culinary arts program and worked my worked my way up um i used to work with mental challenge adults as well mm-hmm. and i had a, just been around that part of life and seeing how that goes because i have a brother my brother michael he was diagnosed with uh, epilepsy when he was younger and now he has turned to a mental challenge adult because of all the seizures and everything that he has had so working with working with adults like him and understanding him a little bit better gave me a little passion as well so i went ahead and got my cna just in case i have something else to fall back on Yeah. In the medical field, but kicking's in my jeans. I love it. Yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather do this until I can no longer do it. Because that part of the medical field is hard. Yes. It is hard. You meet a lot of people, and they pass away, and then you have to get with the the government stuff, and some things I don't understand, and some things I'm thinking, y'all could do better on this part. Come on, and Step up. Yeah. Because uh. A lot of things, and I say this with my brother, he went all the way through high school, he graduated, and then he got sick. When he got sick the last time, it caused him, to, uh, he died on the table. So when they brought him back to life, he lost, the, well, oxygen he did have to on his brain the time he was out, just kind of like deteriorated. So it, he has to learn how to regrow. So he's like a 34-year-old man with a 18 year old mind Mm -hmm. and as older sister it's hard for me to see that but he's my brother Yeah. and and i met a lot of um you know i work for Esha care that's who i work for i met a lot of people and they would say the same thing about their siblings they can be in their 60s and still be thinking like they're 10 or 12 you know oh yeah. And so it was like it was kind of hard. And then when it happened on the home front for us, I was like, "Now I get it. Now I understand what they were going through because we were going to go through the same thing." Um.
0: What did you like about Houston? Why did you go down there to school?
1: Just to get away, just to uh, see something different. You know, um, I could have went to Dallas, but Dallas is just right up the road. You know, so I went to Houston and. Got down there and I just just love it, it's big, yeah. and it's and it's super big now. i c- mm-hmm. the the way I used to go is totally different than the way you go now. It seems um, more highways, but I met a lot of different people, a lot of different cultures, um, a lot of different food. Yeah, a lot of different food.
0: There's a lot of New Orleans kind of because it's I guess it's mm. inspired stuff there. Um, I love New Orleans. And we've been to Houston quite a few times. We go down there to the beach, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Crystal Beach and then sometimes Galveston. But um yeah, a lot of a lot of good restaurants down there, huh? A lot. Is there if you were to go to Dallas or Houston, like what's your favorite restaurant that's out of town, out of Canton that you like?
1: Bubble gum's.
0: Bubblegum shrimp. Mm hmm. What, what do you like there? Uh, you ever been? No. I've but only I, seen the movie. I haven't. You never. Haven't, okay. Well, I, I've seen the movie. I haven't. I just haven't been to a, a location.
1: Um. <laughs> uh, the first time I went, I was in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And the what, whole, what were you doing in Hawaii? I worked on a cruise ship for a year.
0: Okay, oh, that's cool.
1: <laughs> and I went for my birthday. Yeah. And it was just the atmosphere of it. You know, um, it was like a happy place, and they did have all different types of shrimp and fish and all different things. And then there was one in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And same thing, live music every weekend, and same com- same concept. So when I would want to travel, I would want to go there and eat just to see how it is from one place to the next. But there's not one in Louisiana. There's not one in Mississippi. That's Alabama, Hawaii.
0: And the dish, what's what's the favorite dish?
1: The favorite dish I got, it was a salmon crusted mm-hmm. with a lemon oily, um type of sauce on top of it. And a bed of noodles. So it was good.
0: So in the movie Forrest Gump, where he goes to visit mm-hmm. Bubba's family in mm-hmm. buy a Mm-hmm. Alabama or Louisiana some Thanks. it's some fishing town on the port and I've seen it on the map I've mm-hmm. never I've never been there but uh by Battery. I think that's Lu it might be it's either Alabama anyway it doesn't matter but yeah that's that's a that's a funny movie and one, of, one of my son's favorite movies too and
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah I need to try I need to try one of those yeah there's a, it up. there's a, in Crystal Beach, which is close to Houston and Galveston, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a restaurant called Stingeries and it's on the, it's on the bay side, not, it's not on the ocean side, it's mm-hmm. on the bay side and there's a coastal waterway where all the barges, the oil tankers and mm-hmm. stuff go, but it's up on stilts and they have, um, all these different dishes, seafood dishes but the my favorite is called it's called the red fish louis and it's it's red fish Mm -hmm. um i believe it it's fried red fish and then it's got a uh a crawfish gumbo topping on it with like gravy and you know it's, it's on like a bed of rice and it i have to have it every time i go there it's my favorite like seafood dish they have
1: what was the name of it?
0: Redfish Louie. And the, the restaurant's called Stingery, like a stingray. It's called sting I guess like daiquiris or something, mm-hmm. sting But they've got a bar downstairs, and they have live music on the weekends, and then upstairs the restaurant. But, man, it's good.
1: Oh, to check that out.
0: Yeah, if you ever go down there. I don't know much about Houston. I We stayed in Houston. Uh... I went to a funeral in Houston one time, one of my friends were, was killed, and uh, we stayed in our, our we tr- we travel in our RV, so like we go down there, and we stayed at, We stayed down there like by the hospitals in this RV mm-hmm. park, kind of by the Houston Texans stadium down there, and we went to the NASA place, the space sh- center down there, and um, then we went to San Jacinto, the Texas monument that had down there, and that was cool, but. I haven't spent a ton of time in Houston.
1: Mm-hmm. When I was down there, we always went to the art district because they have, like, uh, up-and-come artists and stuff. And there would be either painting or uh, sculpturing and just, like, different mm-hmm. things. And I like stuff like that. And we would go. That was one thing that stuck out in my mind a lot on our downtime. We were like, let's go to the art district, see what they have going on. Because mm-hmm. everything was free admission. We was in college. You go in, you can get a a hot meal, and you can just sit out there with the artists and stuff. Um, We went to the Angelica a lot because they did a lot of uh, free shows and just, it's like a different atmosphere. Yeah. It's been from here to there. It's really, really nice.
0: Yeah. At the Kickin' Mule, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: a lot of the dishes are your probably inspired by you, right? Like the the menu, a lot of the...
1: Somewhat. Yeah. But we get together, me and the owners, and uh, we get together and we discuss different type of uh, menus or, or childhood thoughts and things that they want to try out. Yeah. You know, um, but Stephen and Stacey, those are the owners, and they pretty much let me have free range. You know, yeah. Stephen has the same, just call me when the food is ready if I can taste it you know? Yeah. And so that's what we do. We get, we put our heads together from the drinks to the food, to the desserts and it's a whole team effort.
0: I, um, so when it's, when it first opened, I went there a few times and it was okay. Mm -hmm. But the last three times I've been there has been phenomenal. And that's why I got you here today. (laughs) Uh, that, That chicken fried steak is, is the best one that I've had, of course in Canton, but like, uh, in th- it, it's literally the best one I've had mm-hmm. so you know if you're listening to this and you want a good one go to the Kick and Mule it's on the square in Canton and there's only open on the weekends Friday Saturday and Sunday yes right?
1: from 11 to 9
0: 11 to 9 uh, who else has a good chicken fried steak besides Kick and Mule let's see buttermilks used to have a pretty good chicken fried steak mm-hmm. before it closed down it's also in the square down home cafes pretty good and they have it i usually get chicken fried steak and eggs because i I don't usually eat there for lunch I usually eat there for breakfast
1: breakfast yeah
0: um yeah i mean that's it what else you want to talk about
1: Mm -hmm. how about you how are you doing how's life with you (laughs) good let me interview you for a little bit all right let's do it
0: (laughs) no life's good um Actually my wife and I and my son have been traveling a lot mm-hmm. and we're after the holidays we're going to travel we're going to travel the east coast we're going to go to uh go to New Orleans mm-hmm. and go down the coast of Florida and then you know do a lot of beach stuff and go down to the the Florida Keys and then okay. come back up and go to we'll take him to Washington DC and we're going to go spend some time there and, uh, New York city and then West point, New York was where I went to school mm-hmm. and try to see everything you can see on the East coast. And that'll be this next year coming up. We're homeschooling them this year just to travel a little bit. Yeah, travel.
1: Okay. Um,
0: and yeah, that it's, uh, do that and stay busy with my real estate stuff and, uh, you know, of course, CrossFit's where I just came from. Just got my workout in. <laughs> I've had that business for going on 13 years now. Really? And um of course, chicken fried steak doesn't really jive with uh CrossFit.
1: Oh, you can cheat every now and then. But
0: every, you know, every now and then. Now she- then. You know, we say like you know, if you eat well 80 per- 80% of the time, you mm-hmm. exercise, you'll be fine. And you can have a celebratory meal when you're celebrating something, right? And you, mm-hmm. you see an old friend, you want to take him like like you saw me in Kick and Kicking Mule the other day. That Jason, I hadn't seen him in a long time. He lives in Florida and he came in town. I was like, "You know what? I'm going to take you to Kicking Mule and get this chicken fried steak." So, that's all good stuff, but well, thank you so much uh-huh. for coming in here and and let me pick your brain on all things cooking. <laughs> and I you're learned welcome. I learned about okra and, and tomatoes. And uh, I also learned how to make mashed potatoes from you let before we go i wanna mm-hmm. i wanna know about gravy though can we talk about gr- cream yeah. gravy how do you How do you make your cream gravy? This is always something that it kind of intimidates me uh whenever I make chicken fried steak. My wife makes the gravy. I just let her handle it because I feel like I'm always gonna mess it up.
1: You Can't mess it up. The only way you can mess it up is if you don't cook your flour all the way through. Okay. You need to cook your flour to where it's smooth.
0: Well, take me through the entire process of of, of uh, cream gravy. All it is is milk and its flour and a little oil.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that accurate? When would but you, you would make this? After you fry the chicken fried steak. Yes. You make it last.
1: Make it last. Because you can take some of that grease from the chicken fried steak to make your gravy.
0: And do you make this in cast iron or... What kind of pan?
1: In a cast iron. It doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah. Uh, it doesn't take... A, does it take a lot of... I, mean, I guess it depends on how much gravy you're mm-hmm. making. Uh, but you would have some some oil or grease from the chicken fried steak.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you slowly add in flour and, and take your spatula and move it around. And then yeah, you slowly... you kick it.
1: You kick it until you get really, really... You want no lumps. So you can... Uh, I would say use a whisk. If you have a plastic whisk, use a plastic whisk. And you just cook it until it's completely like all the lumps are gone and then it bubble up inside and you slowly add in your milk and you just slowly stir it around. Don't do, don't don't ever try to rush it because it will break.
0: And when you say make sure the flour is cooked all the way through, what do you mean? Just the lumps are gone or does it turn? It turns,
1: uh, well, you don't want it too brown because you're making brown gravy but you want it to where when it started like popping up on the side Uh on the edge of it then you know it's it's cooking it's it's done when it started going all the way over kind of like pancakes you know when you flip Mm -hmm. your pancakes Mm -hmm. look at that flour and that gravy I mean that grease and then once it's ready to go kind of like you do your pancakes you just add your milk in it and then you you slowly incorporate your milk in it
0: so what's the difference, and this is a dumb question probably, what's the difference between brown gravy and and white cream gravy?
1: Um, it's how you cook your roux. The longer you cook it, the longer you cook it the flour, mm-hmm. the darker it gets.
0: And there and there's no, there's nothing added to the brown gravy that you don't add to the cream gravy? Mm-mm. So it's just Some
1: people it. add uh, beef broth to it to keep it at brown. Okay. You can do that, but if you just keep cooking it, it would. If it is brown, yeah, I have never noticed mine my, my grandmother and my big mom anyone adding anything to it.
0: When do you put do you put salt and pepper in this gravy? Mm-hmm. When do you add that?
1: Add it in last because yeah. you add it in before it can come bitter, so you just big. like add it in last,
0: all right, so I'm finished chicken fried steak, cooking chicken fried steak, and I'm only making chicken fried steak for. T- for two or three people, how much oil do I do I use? Do I dump some of this out? Mm-hmm. You don't use all of it. You don't use all the oil. No, you really just no, need that.
1: enough oil to coat the bottom of the pan.
0: Okay, and then I'm adding my flour in.
1: I'm probably maybe a quarter cup of flour. A quarter cup. Mm-hmm. Maybe a quarter cup of flour to a cup of milk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have to play does, with that.
0: Does the type of does it need to be whole milk or does it matter? It doesn't matter. Um hmm.
1: what what type of milk do you drink?
0: I don't really drink milk, but uh I think George drinks whole milk. Yeah. I mean, I think the milk but you you can't use buttermilk. That no. would that would taste weird. Yeah. No. <laughs>
1: okay. And I'll use because it would take the water down. Mhm yeah okay
0: all right i got the I got the gravy I got the chicken fried steak you were you know you didn't want to give me too much information on <laughs> that uh and I understand family secret um and then I learned about the fried okra. I really learned about mashed potatoes. I've never made those from scratch myself. Ashley makes those uh but I'm excited to go cooking now.
1: <laughs> you were talking about the sweet potatoes, so you just uh do it with uh, salt and pepper. You roll it and all that. Have you ever, like, stuffed your sweet potato?
0: No. What well, do you cut? You cut it? You cut it and you
1: stuff it. Well, since you, um... Let's use, um... Instead of using ground meat, mm-hmm. I have a sweet potato recipe I got from a friend because we tried it one day and we use ground meat, black beans, tomatoes, um... Onions and garlic, and we stuffed it, and put that queso cheese on top of it, with the the white cheese, and it melted over. Mm-hmm. Take out the ground meat and use like a what's that call it, uh that Quinoa. Quinoa, yes, use that quinoa and substitution of the, of that, and try that way. It's gonna be really.
0: Yeah, I don't like that quinoa stuff. Like, well, oh. <laughs> well, try with the ground but, uh, meat or yeah.
1: ground chicken, and so are you saying? You take your sweet potato. Raw. No, you cook it. You bake cook it cook it first. Okay, you bake yeah, it first. Those things are
0: hard. Yeah, and then open it. Open it and up. Stuff stuff ground beef. Uh, what else did you say?
1: Uh, black beans.
0: Black beans. Tomatoes. Tomatoes and cheese. Onions, garlic,
1: and Onions, cheese. Onions, garlic, and
0: cheese. Mm-hmm. When you say garlic Are you buying this jar of garlic mm-hmm. With the little uh, Minced garlic Minced garlic
1: yep. Minced garlic
0: Okay
1: Kick it all together Mix it all up together And just restuff it Inside your sweet potato mm-hmm. Put the cheese in And stick it back in the oven And the cheese melt And take it out and eat it It's a die for It's that, good That
0: sounds really good
1: It's good <laughs> It's really good
0: Alright April Scott Thank you You're welcome We'll have to do this again. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.